0: How can I be of assistance?
1: You're gonna think I'm nuts, right? But someone visited me in a dream and told me that Del Preston would help me put on a concert in Aurora, Illinois. A concert? I'm afraid you've been misinformed. I don't do that.
0: The health of your prostate. David and Aaron are <laughs> here for the health of your prostate. Yeah, we are. <laughs> REC time with David and Aaron. What better <laughs> way to get a healthy prostate than listening to us chat.
1: About our prostates? Sure, why not? <laughs> well, this is ours. We all
0: got one. Can't live without it's, it. May as well talk about it. I think it. you
1: can live without it. Could you live without it? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure you how can that live works. live without a lot of things. That's true.
0: Welcome. You can't live without this podcast
1: There, that's all that we need to say (laughs) That is the, that's the only thing that needs to be discussed Is how you can't live without this podcast Welcome to Growing Up Punk, that is the podcast we're talking about uh, Which is a podcast about punk rock and all of its friends My name is David and my friend here is Aaron Hello Aaron Hello Hello. We just spent the last probably 30 minutes trying to sort out um, how to get you on camera (laughs)
0: And I luck about a 3 out of 10, so that's as good as I can hope for
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually speaking of, you can now go watch us on YouTube, uh, on our our YouTube page there You can find it It used to just be, you know, if you went and listened to the podcast on YouTube It was like, well, sorry, all you get is, you know, kind of a, a watered down version of what the podcast normally is Whereas now you get to actually see us in our basement And whether that's a good thing or not I don't know.
0: Well, it's at least a three out of ten. So it's it depends what a- <laughs> what else you're hoping for and, on a Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, and if you if you happen to watch uh, our last video, you'll notice that things have changed. I got a new. I actually not only did I get a new webcam, as I point at it, um, I also got a whole new computer. So, <laughs> so we're running at max speed now. Life is good. It just means I. Sweet. Yeah, it just means I do way more work than I need to. So hey it's um, supposed
0: to be less work with better equipment
1: well it just means i'm doing more things now that's all that's the only thing that changes is now i'm like oh oh i could do this i could do that i could write this i could write that so anyway it's it's now it's right now it's just like the new thing you know where i'm like oh this is exciting it's new so i got to use it and i just feel you know motivated so yeah anyway That's that. Well,
0: it's good to take advantage of those periods of life where you can do that.
1: Yeah. You can see us now in all of our glory and you can see Aaron doing his best impression of a Unabomber (laughs) as he's full. Is that what I am? Uh, I I don't know. You just, you know, full hoodie, bearded man. looks like you could be up to no good. Yeah. And by full hoodie, I I mean your hood is up. But anyway. Right.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, that's how I had it. And I put my headphones on and I didn't really think about it. So You
1: look comfortable. Like at I'm, least
0: I got my Halloween costume picked out, I guess. Yeah,
1: like I'm a little bit jealous of how comfortable <laughs> you look right now. Um, yeah, it
0: is actually kind of nice.
1: Yeah, there you go. Hey, so Growing Up Punk, go follow us on our social media accounts at Growing GrowingPunkPod. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter uh, with that one. And hey, a couple of things to tell you about. We got a merch store if you want some t-shirts. I've seen some people. Their t-shirts are arriving now, the first few that bought some. Uh, And they're looking mighty fine. By the time this comes out, I have a feeling I'll have seen a few more people uh, in their t-shirts. There's a couple different designs up there. You can also, uh, if you like what we do, you can support us on Patreon. You get bonus episodes, which every time we record one of these episodes, we record a bonus episode. Um, about it's got a
0: special name, which you're not going to find out unless gonna, you listen well, to it. And, so. Or if
1: you go back to, I guess, last <laughs> last episode we did, you named it. But um, so we got bonus episodes that you can listen to. There's also uh, the odd kind of like bonus blog or review or whatever that goes up as well Um, you can find those our merch store our patreon you can find that all on our website growingpunkpod.com follow the link there for patreon and the merch store and uh, you can also sign up to our email list there as well which I know I think of email lists and I go man I'd like why I'd, I'd, they're so like they feel like so 1990s to me you know like early days of, of the internet but hey there's one this whole show is
0: 1990s so let's keep it going well,
1: exactly and I think that's what fits so well and here's the thing is you can stay up to date with everything that we've done the previous week because right now I'm only sending out it's just one email a week unless you know all of our listeners are like, we just want more, send more emails, and then I don't know what I'd send. But it's just one email a week, and it's just a recap of everything that we've done uh, the week prior. So if you miss out on something, you'll find links there. It'll be super convenient. And It'll go right to your inbox. You don't even have to remember to look things up. We will tell you. So you can sign up for yeah. The only thing you have to remember is to go to growingpunkpod.com and sign up for the email list. <laughs> that's the one important Sounds
0: so good. I almost want to do it.
1: Right? That's, that's the do it you should do it so you don't so you know what's going on with the show and you don't miss out on anything
0: <laughs> i i do get updates whenever you post something on the website i think so oh I don't yeah know if that's the same thing or if that's no if that's true
1: so that that that's something we were we were testing and so there's a few a few of us who get that um, but this is a little bit different instead of every time that uh you know a, a review goes up or you know, a video or blog post or whatever, instead of every time that happens, it's just once a week, you get one kind of general email and you can be like, Oh, I do want to watch that video or, Oh, I missed that episode or whatever. So, um, but yeah, so you can, you can go sign up for that at growingpunkpod.com. It's brand new or at least brand new right now. By the time this episode comes out, it's been out for a couple weeks, but it's the way it goes. Um, let's get into some new music, shall we?
0: We're yeah, talking about let's
1: do it. all the new things going on. So let's talk about some new music. Uh, First off, I did want to say actually this is a tie back to what I was just saying. Acceptance, um, they're a band that's been around mm, off and on since yeah since the early two thousands. They released a new record called uh, on Tooth and Nail called Wild and Free, or I think it's just called Wild Free, maybe. Uh, Yeah I think so I don't think and is in there It's wild comma free Because you know punctuation is cool Um, (laughs) I enjoy it But you can actually read my thoughts on the record uh, Over at growingpunkpod.com That's not what I wanted to highlight But that is a review that is Mm. up at this point So uh, what's something new that you want to talk about?
0: I will go with a band that I just came across On what was it I think it was even Saturday Friday or Saturday I didn't even see this had come out Nor had I heard of this band they are called landmarks By We are, I'm assuming, a French band? Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the members, Paul, I think, who also plays in Chunk No Captain Chunk, so I think that's where I had seen it. They posted on their on their Instagram to check out um, this band, and I was very pleasantly surprised. It's uh, it's a lot heavier than Chunk, but um, still has some melodic moments to it. But yeah, it's just an awesome song. The video is really cool. At the end, they smash all their all their gear. Which I, if you go watch the video, the song's called Rainfall for myself as a drummer i noticed in the video and often i wonder this especially in videos where like they have rain or you know they're outside or something i'm just like oh man i would not want to get my gear all you know dirty or wet but as i was watching i was like man that drum kit sure looks like a pretty crappy drum set and uh like the symbols are broken and kind of weird And at the end it's like oh that's why because they're destroying <laughs> they're it i'm
1: just gonna destroy it um yeah First off, I think the band name is actually Landvarks. Landvarks. <laughs> I don't. I don't get like Aardvarks, th- but Land- <laughs> Landvarks because <laughs> they they flip the A and marks. To yeah, be, be, it's just anyway. the same
0: as Paris.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, oh, I was. I, I know what I was going to say because you you mentioned you know like the crappy instruments or whatever that reminded me of. I don't remember the song. Which song it was, but it's Tiny Moving Parts. They have a video where. Uh, They're playing in a pool and like they're underwater playing. And I just remember hearing Dylan, the guitar player and singer of Tiny Movie Parts, sharing a story about how he literally just borrowed some friend's crappy guitar for the video. And I think if I remember correctly, it happened to be like the same color because he kind of is like notorious or not not notorious, but um, his kind of, you know, signature look is he plays like a teal, Telecaster and so I think the guitar I can't remember if the guitar he's playing In the video is a teal Telecaster but I'm Pretty sure it's teal so like It was kind of able to match up that way anyway but uh it's kind of kind of a funny video but yeah just just grab some yeah. crappy gear because you're gonna wreck it you're gonna hit, get into the water well, the thing is there's
0: there's lots of bands that do videos like that where they use nice gear so then it's <laughs> like well is that ruined or yeah. is it just like the shell of the guitar like there's no electronics they, in it or that's something possible.
1: Or... or they just wrap it in saran wrap before they get in. The... <laughs> <laughs> just, just everything in the yeah, saran. Wrap, just a like, whole drum kit yeah. <laughs> It's just watertight. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. We'll take the plastic wrap off afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that, you sent me that video, and the first thing I noticed is I like how at the beginning they're showing them filming, I guess, the original version of the video. Yeah. And their bass player, I think, or guitar player, one or the other, uh, like, blows his knee out. And then so they're like, well, we still got to shoot this video. So he spends it in a wheelchair, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that was a nice touch. Which
0: sucks, but I don't, it adds to the... Uh yeah. The fun factor of watching the video. Because yeah. you can tell he just doesn't want to be in that chair. He just wants to thrash. <laughs> he just wants but... to
1: flip out. Yeah. No, it's yeah. pretty great. The song that I wanted to mention is uh by a band called Tragic Hearts. And the song specifically is Samantha. I caught a clip of your ghost in the mirror. Yeah, I was washing my anxiety clean. I was dressed in sweat in Pasadena. Paying for my past misdeeds. And at the airport bar, I see. You in my memory Blues as and fair across your face floating into separate ways I dust up your price where pass comes in through your eyes from the caras. Now it comes off their daylight EP. I now I was trying to figure out if this just came out. I guess I could so I pull out my phone. Last time we did this, I dropped my phone and couldn't find it for a while. <laughs> I, I have recovered my phone. That's awesome. Um, I did want to say, hold on. I wanted to see if this just came out, or if it's like it's from this year. But there were some some things I was adding that you know I was just kind of like coming across here and there. But I just want to see what the release date was. Yeah. yeah so, so
0: how did you find that? It just that's what came I'm not on sure. Apple Music or something? Or? I'm not
1: sure how I found it. It must have been because it wasn't this. Past week, like it came out September 25th, and uh, so that was the same day as like Slick Shoes, Rotation and Frequency, uh, yeah. a bunch of stuff, right? And so I don't know that I added it then, or if I just came across uh, the band on or like uh, their label that they're on or whatever on Instagram, and they were sharing about it. And so I thought, oh, I should, I want to check this out because I think it was probably led by another band. That anyway, uh, the EP is called Daylight and. I really like it. Like, I would best describe it as kind of like a mid-tempo pop-punk band. Like, they don't do anything that's really fast, but they're not overly... Like, all the songs are full of energy. The first song might actually, ironically or or strangely enough, might be the slowest of the songs on the EP. It's five songs, I think. I do really like that song, but Samantha is a couple songs in. I think it's track three. Um, I think you maybe sent me, because you listened to this as well, I think you said this song specifically reminded you of Blink. Whereas yeah. I get like so long a story, like Atari's vibes from okay. from that. Which I mean, they're all you know pop punk bands from the early two thousands, right? So uh, there there are bound to be some similarities. But yeah, I've just found this EP kind of like snuck up on me as to like how good it is, uh, because it's kind of unassuming when you put it on, and even maybe the first time you listen to it, it might just be like, yeah, you know, it's it's not bad, it's not bad, but it's nothing, you know spectacular but then when you get through the five songs i've often found we're like i actually kind of want to listen to that again and so it's like mm. which is you know one of the upsides of eps is that it's a lot easier to leave someone wanting more by releasing you know right. five songs versus 12 songs or whatever but um so yeah it's it's a nice little ep if you haven't heard it yet tragic hearts daylight uh, i'd highly suggest you go and uh, and check it out it's you i don't think you'll, if you're listening to this show i don't think you'll be disappointed
0: yeah, I put it when you sent it I was making or starting to prep supper and so I put it on and yeah, it was a nice uh nice way to get amped up to make some mashed potatoes, you know <laughs> what I mean?
1: They were the best mashed potatoes you've ever had. <laughs> the best. What did you put what what were you eating? Because 'cause I'm assuming uh, you didn't just have a meal that was, you know, just
0: mashed <laughs> potatoes. Hey man, cheap cheap diet. Or a cheap uh budget meal. That's fair. Uh yeah, I had some uh leftover roasted chicken. Yeah. And uh, so I made some homemade gravy. It was very delicious.
1: So f- two nights in a row, uh, we're talking about food now. Uh, two nights in a row, we had the same meal, but it wasn't leftovers. <laughs> it was just, we enjoyed it was the just meal. just that good? We enjoyed it again? so much. The first time when Lindsay asked me, what should we have for supper tonight? I jokingly <laughs> said the same thing. And she's like, yeah, no, I think we should. Uh, so we made crunch wraps you know, like the Taco Bell classic, um, but like homemade. So it was just like, you know, taco beef or whatever, ground beef with uh, taco seasoning, the the classic cheap go-to. And then we took like the hard taco shell kits and kind of like broke the hard shells in half. Because I will say this, if you have the choice between a hard shell taco and a soft shell taco and you pick hard shell, I don't know that we can be friends. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, a, a mix of both is definitely the best because I, I like both. Yeah. But the hard ones just fall apart. They're not that, they're not very really fun to eat. No. You can put barely anything in there. But even sometimes I'll just, if we have both, I'll just fill that up and then I'll and then take a soft it? one and just wrap it around that and eat it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, a, you're kind of just eating that extra wrap for nothing. But
1: Yeah. See, if I have the choice, I'm always, hands down, like if I'm at a restaurant and they're like hard or soft shell, soft every time. Like I won't even. Yeah. Like the only time I get hard shell tacos is if someone happened to buy one of those kits and was like, Here we go. Um, but so you break the shell in half. So you take you take the taco beef, you put it like in the middle of your, your soft shell, your wrap, right? And then you put the hard shell on top of that, broken in half, laying flat, then you put some queso. And some cheese and some lettuce, and if you want tomatoes and all that kind of stuff, you put that on there, and then you fold the soft shell over top of it all. So it's underneath, so it's underneath, and then comes up, folds over, and then you fry it to give it a bit of crispiness and to kind of seal it in. And it's so good. Like, I mean, this is obviously, oh man, yeah, you can get this at Taco Bell, you don't have to make it, but we made it, and we decided it was so good that we needed to make it a couple of nights in a row. I'll see what happens tomorrow, but uh we've we've had <laughs> crunch wraps two nights in a row, so I think twenty twenty is finally turning a corner. It's uh it's, nice. it's it's starting to redeem itself if only for that reason. <laughs>
0: yeah, we just had taco salad yesterday, didn't have uh nothing. We'll well, do- I, we did have some wraps the kids had that I just had the salad.
1: It's funny because we'll do taco salad and in my mind I'm like, Yeah, it's it's fine, but it's never like it's never as good as I want it to be. It's it's not a taco, right? Like, yeah, it's it's literally taco filling in a salad form, but it's it's not a taco.
0: I feel like if I have some good chips to go with it, then it satisfies.
1: Like, so do you put the chips in it, or do you put the chips, like...
0: Um I just eat it, like, on the side. Right. Or, like, if we have Doritos or Ariba or whatever right. kind of nacho chips, I just kind of... I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't crunch them up and put them on top. I just kind of as I'm eating the salad, I eat the chips too, just for some yeah yeah extra crunch.
1: Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, speaking of extra crunch, we're here to talk about MXPX a little more. Yeah, I don't, there we go. I don't know what that tie is there, but that's that's the lead I'm going with. <laughs> that's the segue is extra crunch. Uh, we're gonna do something <laughs> that I don't. I mean we've never done this before Talks solely about a live album I'm trying to think Like I'm sure we've mentioned um, Live albums here and there On yeah. the show But this this will be the first one we ever feature And for sure the first episode That's entirely live albums So if you couldn't tell by the title We're talking about And the fact that we're talking about MXPX We're talking about their records at the show And Left Coast Live because we are continuing... Now, this is a tricky one. We are continuing our MXPX series, which the idea was that it was going to be, you know, MXPX before everything and after to where we are now, right? So everything that was after the Ever Passing Moment, of course, at the show is before the Ever Passing Moment, but we just thought it would be interesting to kind of... A bit of an interesting practice to put these two live albums up against each other. So... We are here. Let's first talk about out the show. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? All right. Well, it's great to be here. We're MXPX.
0: Let's do it. At the show is a live album that was recorded by MXPX at the 930 Club in Washington, D.C. on August 24th, 1998. Uh, it was released in August of 1999. At the time of the recording, the band was touring and supported their latest album, Slowly Go the Way of the Buffalo, um, as well as the B-Sides collection, Let It Happen. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, well, yeah, just as you said, with live with the two live albums, I can only think of a few other bands that have multiple live albums, and uh, so it's really fun, especially with a band like MXPX, as they've had you know so much material in between the first and and the second one. So it's fun to go back to this one and um, just listen to it again. You know, it just it takes me right back um, to when I first heard it, and um, yeah, I can get into that. Uh, in a bit here, but, so uh, yeah, did, what do you thoughts.
1: I did want to say something um, about the recording of this, because it's actually from two different shows, uh, which I don't know if you saw Oh, one. yeah. But, yeah, so yeah, there's from- the 930 Club in Washington, D.C., which is, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, that's awesome, because, you know, doing a lot of reading, whether it was the book Post by Eric Grubbs or even the book uh, Our Bank Could Be Your Life by Michael Azarad, there's a lot of talk about Washington in that scene and the 930 Club being... Um, you know, a, a big part in being an all-ages club. One of the, if not the first, one of the first all-ages clubs in that scene, which is what the Washington Hardcore scene was really known for, was just, you know, most most shows in that time were bar shows. You know, you had to be 18, but they're like, hey, kids want to go to shows too, so they really kind of launched this all-ages thing. But there's also in, uh, at the, the TLA, I don't know what the TLA is, but in Philadelphia the next night. So... That's kind of cool. I mean they they stitch it together real well, <laughs> like you have you have no idea. Um, there was
0: yeah. And I wonder if that was like just one song here, one there, or if it was the first half from one yeah, show, or sure. the second half from another, or Cause what? Because
1: like um, I want to say Under Oath had a live album. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, or maybe it was specifically a DVD. But in that, they <laughs> you knew it was recorded in over a couple shows because. On I feel, I feel like a few occasions, Spencer says a different city name uh, bef- oh, okay. before some different songs, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and, I mean, Mike never says anything about where they are on this, right. on this record. But, uh, yeah, the 930 Club, I just wanted to say when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool, just because I've been, you know, reading a lot about it lately. But continue on with your factoids. Yeah, well, that's – I mean, that,
0: yeah, there's not a whole lot um, on these albums, but I can kind of share my – my initial, well not initial thoughts, but some more background. Yeah. So I first heard this live album, um, actually the same time as Face to Face's first live album. When you say the uh, same my brother, time,
1: do you mean you put one on one CD player and one on another and hit play at the same time? And they synced up perfectly. <laughs> we, I can remember doing that, you know, I think it was in the sixth grade, and we had, for whatever reason in our classroom, there were like two CD players, like boom boxes or whatever, And two people in the class happened to have copies of Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC with them. And so we're like, what happens if we play them at the same time? Can we get them to sync up exact? Which, of course, is, I mean, super simple to do, but we just thought it was so cool. (laughs) So I just, yeah.
0: Well, people say punk sounds the same, and both these albums sound exactly the same. (laughs) Just like they said. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I was definitely more excited about the MXPX one, because I didn't know much about face-to-face at that time. Yeah, At The Show is by far my most listened to live album um, So I know it the most It's probably the only live album where I know all the little um, Kind of little things Mike says it, It's almost a part of the album for me As I was listening through it this week You know, I, I just knew when he was going to say a little Something before the song or whatever oh, yeah. okay, You know, just okay. how he introduces the album Yeah, yeah And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely no other live album I mean, some don't don't have as much, and there's not. I mean, it's not banter by any means. It's just an introduction or something. No. But I don't know. I just kind of got a kick out of that, and so I can just hear it as soon as a song ends. I know what he's going to say because I've listened to it so many times.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, one hundred percent. Like I was, I, that's one of my notes. Um, coming up in a little bit when I was talking about, you know, kind of like highlighting some specific songs off this is, is knowing what he's going to say and when and how they become part of the song. Like there will be times where. I'm trying to think specifically, like Chick Magnet is one for sure, where, you know, in the live version, there's, he, he does the whole, oh yeah, okay, okay, or whatever is so he's like dialing it down in the, like, yeah, instrumental yeah. part, and like, so that part comes into my head, obviously that part doesn't really exist in the studio version, but, you know, there are different things where lines will sort of pop up that I'm like, oh, that's actually from, you know, the live album, not <laughs> the studio version, so it's it's kind of funny, but, um, yeah, this this record for me. There's there's a couple of things that when I think about this record, I think about, and one of them would be that the first time I saw MXPX live, and I think you would have been the same, uh, because I believe if I understand, we saw them on the same tour. Uh, yeah. So it, the, this album was out at that point in time uh, because they did the. I think it had just come out, like as in, because when did this come out? It came out in the summer. Is that right? Yeah, August uh, guess 1999.
0: When, when did we see them it was the fall, I think?
1: Yeah, I see. I think it was like really close to that because I remember being so excited to see them and be like, are they going to do the at the show thing in middle name, like where they stop and everyone mm. yells at the show, right? Like which of course is now just it's this thing that they do on their record, right? Or like whenever you see them live, they they do the at the show thing. But I'm I'm almost not like 100% certain in my brain that when I saw them, this was already out. I do want to look. Um,
0: yeah, it must have been. Man, I, I can't remember now. I'm, I'm assuming my brother would have got this that summer. Yeah. But I don't remember correlating those two together.
1: Um, mm. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Oh. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> I'm like, Sorry. I'm trying to see if I can figure out when they toured with MX Space. I know we've had this discussion before uh, because... Um. Okay, where are we? Uh MX I've got,
0: I've got a framed picture with Mike from that show, but it just says the year, not the month.
1: Oh yeah. Uh cuz like so I'm I'm on No Motives thing and their concert history shows a show with MXPX but 22 Jacks opened. So like the leg of the tour that we saw was not 22 Jacks, but that was Yeah, on- I think
0: that was the American one.
1: So that was October 31st, 1999. Um
0: Zaros was before or after that? I do remember. And it then there was being cold. And
1: then there was November twenty first, ninety nine. MXPX, Mr T experience twenty two jacks, no motive. So I think though I'm trying to remember because we asked Roger about this. <laughs> like I've talked to him about it as to when that tour was, but I mean this obviously isn't isn't helping me. It doesn't have all their shows on here. But um, yeah, but some
0: some around there.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was after. Um. What does this say? Maybe this is. Oh, oh. This is quite. Oh, this website is amazing. I should hold on. <laughs> hold on. Um. I want to screen share this with you, because <laughs> I think people will see this on the recording. Um. Share screen. And can you see my screen? Negative. Share this. Can you see that?
0: Oh, it <laughs> says. Look at that oh website, man, though. that's yes. <laughs>
1: that is amazing. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what I remember about
1: websites in those days, right? <laughs> Stop share. Uh, I had to show that to you, but uh, I think this will tell us when this because that's 1999.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I think I remember looking that uh, that up that same website not too long ago.
1: I'm just trying to see when Calgary's on here.
0: Yeah, because I think it had some like wonky date or it's it had some city name or something funny with Saskatchewan
1: or maybe um this it is said, like Calgary Saskatchewan oh or, okay. I don't know this is invigorating stuff oh Calgary Alberta Canada October 15th at, M- at Mac Hall Saskatoon Sask- oh it's Winnipeg Saskatchewan on October oh, yeah. 17th. Yeah, so there that you go. That was the one I was at. So, yeah, October. So, yeah, this this would have just been out for a couple of months. All of that just to just decide whether or not this record was out. But, <laughs> um, hey, you've got to fact straight. Oh, that's right. And I, I absolutely, I was I was so looking forward to that, though, was the point, like, when, see I mean, obviously, seeing MXPX for the first time, but then... Um, Yeah, like, this specific thing. So, it's like, oh, that's so cool that they did that, right? Like, because MXPX wasn't my first concert, but it was because I saw, I want to say for sure, I saw Dogwood before them and possibly even Slick Shoes before them. Um, Mm -hmm. This would have been,
0: like, the first club show or...
1: Yeah, like, because Dogwood and Slick Shoes, I'm trying to think... Well, now, now I could look it up again because it was that Slick Shoes tour with Cooter or eventually Autopilot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember if that was before or after. I feel like Wake Up Screaming was out, though, and I think Wake Up Screaming came out in 2000, so it probably would have been after. Um, yeah, I
0: can't remember all those dates.
1: Yeah, anyway, uh, this was my first, for sure, Like because Slick Shoes, that show, and Dogwood were both at this like tiny, tiny club that held maybe 200 people. Um Whereas MXPX was in a venue that held, let's say, fifteen hundred, or so.
0: Oh wow, that big!
1: It was pretty big. Oh crazy! Yeah. Like I mean, maybe a thousand. It like it was like the, like the the prime kind of like punk venue in Cal- like I'm sure you've been to Mac Hall in Calgary. I mean the new Mac uh, Hall. I haven't. The new Mac Hall I think holds mm-hmm. like or by new I mean it's been around for probably oh fifteen plus years, <laughs> but um it i think it probably holds 2500 and then the ballroom oh, wow. upstairs where i would have seen mxpx is at the university of calgary anyway uh, i think it oh, held okay. around maybe 1500 uh, but yep. anyway and was
0: there that many people there oh yeah, well, it was like, was it a full room
1: yeah i'm pretty sure like i don't know if it was like sold out like oh you can't get a single ticket at walk up but it yeah. was i mean it was very full it was the first show that i went to that was like oh, it's like it's packed in here and it's a pretty big sized place right um, yeah,
0: I definitely don't remember those details because I was, I mean, yeah, I was a, a teenager mm-hmm. and uh, we drove, we would have to drive to Winnipeg three and a half hours and I was oh, probably man. just kind of like nervous and <laughs> and excited at the same time. I, I really don't remember. I mean, I, I got some pictures and I mean, it's just people's heads in the way. But,
1: yeah, yeah um, I don't think I took, it, I don't think I took any pictures at that show. Like, I I mean, because I mean, like, obviously now you got a camera all like on your phone with you at all times. I'll, I'll usually snap one or two pictures at the beginning of a set or whatever, and then be like, all right, we're done. Um, but I don't think I had, there would be the odd time where I took like a disposable camera or whatever, but I'm pretty sure at that point I didn't. And, uh, yeah, I just remember standing up front, um on like tom's side of the stage and at one point in time he like held his guitar out over kind of the crowd or whatever yeah i definitely touched his guitar and i was like yes i did
0: it (laughs) just turn the tuning peg yeah and then uh yeah
1: yeah exactly and then after the show uh we saw yuri out back and just said hi, and then that was that was that. But um, he,
0: he just flipped you off. Yeah, and we'll, get we'll out of here. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> get out of here, kids. But yeah, I was super looking forward to seeing them after hearing this album, especially. Uh, and it takes me back. You talked about like the road trip to go see them. It reminds me of road trips. Ah, oh, would it have been? It probably wouldn't have been that summer because it came out pretty late in the summer. So I want to say maybe the next summer listening to this and going to a water park that was a couple of hours away. Uh, And I was like riding in the van with, it was just a bunch of friends, but riding in the van with like the drummer from my band. And I just like, just bleached my hair. And so I was like feeling super, just like, yeah, punk. But we were just like Mm -hmm. listening to that album the whole way there and back because we were obsessing over it. Um, And But yeah, so I picture myself as like this kid, especially at the end of that day, I had bleached hair, but then I got super sunburnt. So I just had, like, this red face and just, like, bright hair. <laughs> it was it was a good Sounds call. like a scary
0: clown <laughs> that a certain restaurant likes to give cookies out to children. Yeah, except
1: I was it was, like, the know. opposite. I didn't have bright yeah, right. red hair. I had a bright red face. Um, and, uh, yeah. But so, I mean, I, I do have, like, memories like that tied to it. And I actually own this. Uh, I still have. This is one of the CDs that I still have from uh, my, like, original cd collection because if you remember i had sold a bunch oh yeah and i kept all of (laughs) yeah i kept all of my mxpx but like um life in general got scratched to crap it was scratched when i had it like as a teenager and uh, i think it was not new york to nowhere there's a song on there anyway that i always had to like program my cd player to skip because it would get stuck in like this one of those like uh, uh, skips right so i had to like program it to just not play that song yeah and man then,
0: my my copy of that's still in mint condition that's
1: awesome and then i had i mean i i mean i've owned i've i've physically owned every mxpx album but like back in the day i also like slowly going the way of the buffalo i had and i was like volunteering at a youth center and i'd taken some cds and i forgot it there and so i never got it back i've since replaced it but um but like at the show alongside uh what's it called um the ever passing moment are like the only two that I own that are still playable that I haven't replaced. So, but I also got to
0: find those in thrift stores now.
1: Right. Like, so actually that's funny because so slowly going the way of the Buffalo, I replaced via thrift thrifting and then teenage politics. I actually found, um, I feel like I found teenage politics on more than one occasion now. Um,
0: Oh man, you should always buy it. Those are hard to find.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of the person where I'm like, if I have it, I'm not worried about it. That's like, I was in a store the like a couple weeks ago now and I was just reading something on a Facebook page about how apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently the early pressings of Dookie by green day on the back cover. If you remember it, there's like kind of a blurry shot of the crowd Um, on the early pressings. There was someone had like an Ernie, like from Sesame street, like puppet. And it was like right in the middle and it was kind of blurry. And I guess they were, place that they changed it at some point in time and so these ernie ones are supposed to be rare and so i was at it was either goodwill or value village and i found one and i was like oh it totally has it on the back that's awesome but i didn't buy it i was like i don't know if that's actually true or not or if that's like some sort of because i think i think there is some element of truth to it but then they also in later releases of that album brought it back. So it's like
0: bring back the Ernie,
1: bring back the Ernie. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but what all of that to say, I do actually own this on vinyl as well at the show. And so it's, did you own it?
0: I did slash do slash. Yeah. Don't yeah,
1: yeah, like you'll never get them back. You don't expect to get them back do you. You like, I can take
0: it anytime, man. it's still, it's still in my will under my name.
1: Um, <laughs> But <laughs> yours, I don't know if there's more than one release of this, but yours was the picture disc? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but the picture disc looks absolutely terrible.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> like
1: the, the side A looks... Yeah,
0: it's very weird.
1: Side A looks fine because it's just like a punk like his head. Right? right? And it's like, I think like as far as resolution is concerned, they blew it up a little bit too big. It does look a little fuzzy, but side B just looks terrible
0: there's Um, live pictures on it and song names and they're just
1: like thrown there and like there's an mxpx logo on there that i don't know if it's ever been used as an official mxpx logo anywhere like it feels very like bootleg i don't yeah definitely i don't think it is like i think it's i i meant to bring it down with me tonight so i could look at it i feel like it was released i wonder if i can look this up but by well,
0: the one I have doesn't have a sleeve or anything. No. It's just in a plastic yeah. sheath.
1: Yeah, no, and that's and that's somewhat typical for uh, uh, okay. picture disc because you want to be able to see it, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Let's see, MXPX at the show picture disc. Uh, Wonder
0: what those run for on Discogs.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you right now because I'm literally clicking on it. Uh, one for sale right now for 133 dollars. Which is incredible because I bought mine from a record shop for like 25 bucks not too many years ago. So like it was still floating around out there. Um, Oh, yeah. So it's actually released on Kung Fu Records. So it's not even a tooth and nail release, which is so weird and random. I wish I knew why it looked so terrible. (laughs) Or why it was on a different label. Or maybe back then,
0: like, tooth and nail wasn't doing much vinyl. And so they were just like, yeah, go ahead, do it on something else. Or,
1: yeah, who knows? Yeah, because like... um I mean, the, which is interesting too. Like, was it only tooth and nail or did, I thought like A&M didn't have a hand in pressing this, like in releasing it.
0: Uh, I can't imagine they would have. Well.
1: well, cause they were on A&M by that point. Like, cause this is after Buffalo. So they were on a and Yeah, A&M. I guess. But, um, it just says like on Wikipedia for label, it just says tooth and nail. But the, the reason I ask is because like KKK took my baby away is like they have two versions of it and one of the versions doesn't have it on there and then the other does i always assume that yeah. like the like the, the quote-unquote tooth and nail version didn't have it and then um like the a&m that would go out to you know your regular stores had it but i don't know that that's true i'm yeah i do like that song yeah uh i just want to see yeah no it just says tooth and nail for label anyway we're rambling on about all sorts of all sorts of things so it does the the vinyl pressing looks terrible That's what what I wanted to wrap up with. And when I actually found that record, quick little side note, uh, I mentioned this in a YouTube video, but I went into this record shop in Vancouver and I was, I went to the section of M in, you know, punk and alternative or whatever punk and metal. And there was no MXPX. And I was like, okay, I I didn't expect, it was just like this shot in the dark sort of thing. But then when I went over to B to look for blink 182 MXPX at the show, was filed under Blink-182. <laughs> oh, weird. So I don't know. It's I, meant to be. Yeah, I'm assuming someone had picked it up and then decided to get a Blink record instead, and instead of putting it, you know, but there was no MXPX file, so I don't know, you know, where it would have come from. It's just this random find yeah, that I was weird. like, sweet. Like, it was, it ended up being pretty awesome, but... Um, so I actually took some notes on a few songs. I don't know if you wrote down any because I know we were discussing and being like, "Well, how do we approach this?" Because this is very different than what we do. But uh, did you have yeah. any songs that you wanted to highlight that you can go through, and then if I have notes, I'll say them, and then if I've got extras, I'll go through those sort of thing.
0: Well, I, I don't. How about how about this? I'll I'll share some uh, other thoughts on the album. I don't have on specific songs, but um, one one of the parts that I, I liked about this album. Is that I had a bunch of songs that I don't think at that time I had heard yet, because um, I I don't think I got poking at you. Um, so songs like "Time Brings Change," "Walking By," "Lifetime Enlightenment." I think I had heard that one on the "I'm Your Biggest Fan" comp, right? Um, and "Forgive and Forget." And so I, I just remember thinking like, oh, where like where are these songs from? Um, I don't think any of those were on "Let It Happen." Did you um, have? But you yeah, did I
1: just did have "Let It Happen" at that point.
0: Uh... Yeah, I can't. I can't remember mm-hmm. when all those came out. And I mean, let it happen had so many songs in yeah. it too. And um, also, small town minds. I don't think I had heard that one yet at that point. So, because I think um, that
1: was that was on let it happen. Small town minds. Yeah, so, right. So maybe yeah, maybe you didn't I didn't have, have, it have then, let it happen
0: until the next summer.
1: Right. That's fair.
0: Yeah, because I, I remember finding that at the mall in Winnipeg. But let it happen. Um, yeah.
1: as a side tangent, is such a surprisingly good record for the fact that it's all for the most part anyways like b-sides and rarities sort of oh thing. yeah i love it like obviously they have the a couple of the life in general sort of like thrown away tracks uh towards the end but let it like and for 32 songs and how long it is like it's yeah st- the
0: artwork was amazing it had a bunch of live pictures in it i oh, mean oh i wish i had the yeah, CD such a good still. but yeah. oh man i've got i might actually have two two of those say exactly. they, they re-released it later on i think i have yeah both, but
1: They've had some, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, because of their shorter discography at this time, you know, they they obviously had less to draw on, or less full length. So I wonder if you know, you know they just kind of used material from you know the B sides, columns, seven inches like that to throw in there. And but I, I just thought that was a cool because I mean you would never get that now right. on a live album or like very rarely, right? Because it's all the kind of hits and the crowd favorites. You wouldn't put just these kind of random songs on there so so that to me that makes the album stand out and and uh just has songs every time those songs come on it's like oh man like i i never really go and listen to those songs otherwise mm-hmm. besides that and yeah. so um yeah it also had a lot more i mean like most of those songs i just mentioned are more on the kind of hardcore side of things or the the darker side um, whereas I think Left Coast Live only had one one track like that on there And so, so that's also cool when I listen to At The Show There's a lot more mix of, you know, the kind of more classic melodic songs But also the fast, you know, fist versus tack kind of songs
1: Yeah, yeah um, It is for sure the more raw of the two records (laughs) whether that's production wise or even just like song selection right but um yeah so i always thought it was interesting so for instance the song dolores being on here uh because like teenage politics that's a secret track on teenage politics right yeah so it's another one of those yeah weird pick and Mm. couple that with the fact that that song and punk rock show are the only two from teenage politics on the live album is kind of surprising a little bit and I don't know why, you know, that was the decision that was made. But, I mean, obviously, when this album was recorded, they were touring, uh, slowly going the way of the Buffalo. And they were also playing songs off of Let It Happen because those were kind of their two latest releases. Um, and obviously, life in general was big. But I feel like, if we look at this, that Pokanacha got more songs than... Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe it just feels that way because they have a bunch of older ones. One, two... No, nah, Poconaccia, I think, only has two two songs. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe I'm over. No, th- oh, no, there's three. I found three. There's at least three. <laughs> but it does kind of surprise me a little bit that Teenage Politics isn't featured, you know, even just one more song, I suppose. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Maybe they were just kind of over that or didn't like the songs enough. And, maybe. And I Which- mean, Teenage Politics, there's, there's a lot of songs. There's... There's not a – I mean, besides a punk rock show, like – I mean, it, it's a great album, but it doesn't have the same kind of standout singles as their little, kind of later albums did, maybe. I'm trying to find that. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, so – yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Teenage Politics probably just always holds a special place for me because it was the first MXPX record for me. Mm. And so a lot of those songs that are probably not as good, I still – yeah, well,
0: even the song teenage politics
1: like that was the one right that's and and i don't yeah, know yeah. like i can kind of see i guess maybe why they didn't play that song maybe they're like ah we're not teenagers anymore like uh it feels a little too on the nose to play that song right um but who knows uh but the, the and maybe the inclusion of Dol- Dolores was on there because you know the whole my girl hates the IRA like it just sounds a little more like a mainstream kind of like punk song versus being like right. this oh this little christian punk band type thing yeah which um yeah i mean they obviously have some songs on here that still are very like cuz they want ad is on this is on this album if i remember right which uh, uh yeah which I mean so. yeah I want to add track 15 which he I mean on that song he for sure he has the I want a girl who talks to Jesus all day long like there's some very yep. upfront lyrics on on there too but I don't know maybe they just like who knows who knows the choice but uh we I mean we talked about KKK took my baby away it might be the only version of the song I actually know like I've heard the Ramones version of this song but I think this would be the one that I always go to a because obviously the familiarity but I also like the speed at which they play it right Right, yeah like the Ramones are always so funny because a lot of their songs I always find that when you put them on the studio versions just feel so slow and then you like listen to any of their live albums you're like oh that's what people were buzzing about was you know how fast they play them live and then there's the studio versions that just feel like oh this record's supposed to be played at 45 rpm but I'm playing it at 33 like they just feel slow right um yeah Chick Magnet uh the, I, I've always enjoyed, like, the breakdown on here, um, especially how Mike plays. It, like, kind of switches it up a little bit on the bass at that one very small point where he's like, ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. Like, he just kind of, like, takes the swing out yeah. of the out of bass line a little bit. Um, and uh, tomorrow's another day. We talked about knowing some of the lines that Mike says on this record. You know, not when he's singing, but just what he says to the crowd and how the record starts. Like, I f- <laughs> it was one of the first things I did is I figured out, like, okay, what are they doing at the beginning of this record? Because Tom just hits all of his strings open and then goes to the F sharp. Right? Like, yeah. Right before I love the, that. Like the bill. Dun, dun, dun. But, and then, yeah, with Mike, that just jumps on. What's up? How's everybody doing? RemXPX. It's great to be here. And then they go into their song. Like, it just has always been. You, you know, you're in for a good journey. My only real complaint about this record, outside of wondering why there wasn't more Teenage Politics songs, is the fact that there's no. Doing time, no move to yeah. Brampton. Like they left out some songs that I'm like, oh yeah, oh why is that not on there? But you know, maybe that's yeah. I, I
0: would love to love to hear how those choices are made.
1: Yeah, like, and you know, knowing that they recorded this over two shows, were any of those songs played? On either of those shows, and they just weren't included on the live album. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're two of my favorites. Doing time specifically is still one of my favorites. At that time, moved to Breberton was also one of my favorites, but I've since moved on from the long distance girl that made me love that song so much. <laughs> you know, that was totally, that was one of those <laughs> yeah. songs where I was like, you know, it was the time of like internet girlfriends and chat rooms and i was like i got this girl and she lives in chicago and we're gonna meet up one day and move to bremerton is our song (laughs) i just opened and it all fell to pieces oh yeah it it never led to anything (laughs) i think i talked to her on the phone once and it was like all right cool moving on um yeah so did you have any more any more thoughts on uh Uh, at the show
0: yeah just before that i was gonna say uh, with um tomorrow's another day so it's the first song on at the show and then it's number two on Left Coast Live, which I just found, you know, interesting that, you know, for however many years are in between there, you know, that song is still such a fan favorite that it's that close. You know, it's only one song behind uh, My Life Story. And so, yeah, I just, I thought that was interesting that, you know, it was the opener in 1998 and the second song in and almost 2015 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, almost the opener yeah.
1: 20 years later or so, yeah.
0: It, to me, this, this whole album stands out because it was the first live representation of their music that I'd heard. Yeah. Um, so assuming I heard it before I saw them, which I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. You know, whereas when lots of bands put out live albums, you know, I've already seen them live. Um, whereas this, you know, the songs just kind of mean a bit more to me. And so I was, I was curious to hear, like, does a live album impact you differently before or after seeing a band?
1: Yeah. um,
0: Like if you hadn't seen Face to Face Live and you heard their new album and then saw them versus, you know, seeing them 10 times and then you hear the new album. It's still cool, but it's like, well, I've seen them 10 times and so it's always going to sound better when I'm in the room.
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting because like I've seen face Face to Face is an interesting example because I've seen them a couple times and I've had shows where definitely it was a better experience than others with them and I was so bummed because they were one of the shows that got canceled due to COVID, uh, that right. I had tickets to. So it's like, ah, I could have, could have like had that. Cause I've only seen them twice, I think. Um, so it would have been like the deciding factor of whether or not they were still amazing, uh, <laughs> as a band, they're still amazing though. Um, but as far as like a live album, like does it affect kind of, I, I guess it depends like with this one with, um, at the show, because it came out shortly before I actually got to see them for the first time I tie those two together right more so than any other I'm not generally a big fan of live albums like sometimes it's great because you know it's this collection of songs that you're not going to get anywhere else unless you make a playlist but at least this way you know with live albums or you know back in the day burn CD instead of a playlist all the songs production wise are going to flow together better than if you took like you know 20 songs from their 10 different albums right and then trying to put them together they're all going to flow together very differently and it makes them a little more cohesive which sometimes makes me appreciate songs in a different way so I think yeah there is you know a a benefit to them Um, and sometimes if you know I can I was trying to think if I've ever been at a show where a live album was filmed or recorded and yeah, no, that would
0: have been that'd be cool to do that. And
1: there's there's only one that I I was actually there for, and it's kind of one that I sort of like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. oh I was there for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was actually at. No, I'm just thinking that I was at uh, Goaty Hooks. Um, oh yeah. Last show, Cornerstone, which they turned into a live album. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, they must have. They must have announced it that night, but yeah, yeah never. I didn't, so, I didn't realize that.
1: So mine, not quite as cool, but I mean, in a similar vein. Um, would have been. I'm just trying to remember the. Yeah, I think uh, mud thousand vein. Foot, no, it's thousand foot crutch. Um, and I think it was oh man, oh, I wish. live at the live at the masquerade. I believe is what oh, or welcome yeah. to the masquerade. Well, I think welcome to the masquerade was Something actually like one of their songs, but they had a live album that they did. Um, and uh, yeah, I I was there for it and kind of laughed because it was for like a a youth conference thing that i was at i was like oh Oh, sounds terrible oh thousand foot crutch (laughs) trying to think of the good bands i've seen at that youth conference one would be reliant k oh yeah yeah um devil wears prada played there um i'm trying to think it's anyway whatever that's neither here nor there but but yeah it can kind of affect sort of sometimes i like like with at the show you know you kind of get this idea of what to expect if it's close enough, right? Like so, uh, just with the whole at the show bit in middle name, I was like, "Oh, I'm so excited for this! I get to be a part of this in some small way." But right. on the on the whole, eh, I don't know. I don't tend to flock towards live albums anyway, so it's hard for it to really make a a huge difference. But with that, let's move on to the next live album, shall we? Yeah, this one being Left Coast Live. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: This was an album that was recorded July 24, 25, 2015 at the Observatory in Santa Ana. I don't know when it actually came out. Um, Because I think they released it on. the DVD first and then after that released the music for it? No, I think the music came out. The opposite?
1: No, yeah, the music for sure came out first. Okay. And then there was supposed to be. I don't know that a, a, a physical DVD ever got made. Like they, I just remember right. just seeing updates. I didn't because I think they did a ba- uh, a backstarter, a Kickstarter for it, and I, I was never a part of it. But I remember seeing like some of the updates, and um, I think uh, the the DVD it just kept being this thing where you know, oh, it's it's in. The, we're working on it. We're working on it. It's in post. Right. It's in Blah blah yeah. blah. And then finally, I think they just... I don't know when it was that they just decided to release it. Like, if they sent a... Digi- they must have sent, like, a digital download out first to the people who actually backed it, but then eventually they officially released it on YouTube. But it, it the video, the DVD, like, the, the live footage came, I want to say, quite some time after the actual album came out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this one, um, so just some kind of some random thoughts on it. I don't, I don't know if I... I don't really remember... I mean, I'm sure I listened to it right when it came out, but as I was re-listening to it last week, um, I don't. Yeah, I just I, I loved it, and I don't remember the last time I listened to it full. I think, I mean, I've definitely watched the um, like the DVD or it's on YouTube or whatever, and uh, I, and usually with that, I just kind of watch it in pieces. And so this time, I had the whole thing on, and yeah, it was awesome. It just took me back to to seeing them live, and just made me wish I could see them live again. Um, yeah
1: yeah I'm so like that my first note on this album is I love that it's on YouTube in its entirety and it's not not like on there in clips either like it's the full show right. uh, which, yeah. is, which is nice and you know it looks good it sounds good because that's the one thing we didn't mention with at the show is there is some live footage out there all the live concert footage on the vhs it came from bremerton is right yeah yeah. as far as i can tell i don't know i didn't actually look this up so i could be wrong but i'm like 99.9 percent sure that it's from uh one or both of those shows that at the show was recorded at um so i did kind of cycle through some of that because it came from Bremerton. Someone was kind enough to upload a very raw upload of the VHS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, complete with, you know, like frame jumping and stuff. It's pretty great. But, um, I would say this record is obviously a more complete collection, um, of Definitely. MX Peaks, but at the same point, you know, like it's how long has it, you know, they have so many more albums that came out after at the show and, you know, some big ones, um, like looking specifically at the ever passing moment, like yeah, that was obviously a big record for them. And so you get to hear some of those songs on this album and, um, and it's always, and it's continuing proof for me that MXPX has, you know, always been a great band uh, live and on, you know, in studio sort of thing. And, you know, there've been some bands over the years that I've really liked that when I got to see them live, I was like, Ooh, that wasn't very good or yeah and what have you whereas with these two live albums and this one especially it just shows you how good you know they really are because i think between those two albums you could they clearly got better like obviously production value got better this album sounds a lot more polished for a live album but mike just sounds like an all-around better singer on this album like he's a lot more clear um and whether or not that was just like you know on at the show him kind of like just trying to have some some young punk rock angst and attitude in his voice where he just kind of like would run words together uh you know as a lot of punk singers do he's not the only one that's for sure but uh it just felt like he was singing a lot more clear on this record and i mean we've seen them over the past we're we're recording this and they just announced i think today or yesterday or whatever from recording that they're going to start doing this Live streaming series and it's like well you know things like that you gotta be on your game and we know that you know they are he obviously did the life in quarantine stuff and was great right so like yeah just showing that growth as a band and also by this point they had I think I think Jack W Parker is playing guitar on this yeah they because they go through and they announced everyone at some point on this record.
0: Uh, Like playing the second guitar? Yeah, and so... Before Chris started?
1: Yeah, and and, oh, which reminds me, we got totally... I wonder if I can find this real quick. Um, We got corrected uh, on our Discord, which I didn't mention at the top of the show. Go join our Discord. You can find the link on our webpage, growingpunkpod.com. But uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, So it's Danny from the Sadie Hawkins pod said, I just listened to the Secret Plans episode. Seth Roberts, which we were talking about who was playing guitar and who did all this stuff. Seth Roberts was actually the second guitarist of MXPX from the panic and secret weapon days. Cause I think I had mentioned, I'd said that Jack was playing guitar at that point, but it was still oh, Seth okay. Roberts. He was yeah. their first second guitarist touring member. Uh, and they were friends from before that. Um, and then, so anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say, Oh, we got, we got corrected. Uh, which is what, which is what things like discord are for. You can call us out for our lack of research. Uh, so go join our discord at growing Um, but, yeah, they're so good live, and I think this record proves it, and it sounds great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot more cohesive. It's got a you know, smoother flow to it. The crowd response is um, just a lot more kind of out there. I mean, it's just, it's recorded better as well. So that adds to it, too. Like, at the show, you could kind of hear the crowd response, but I felt like lots of times it was kind of like faded out or yeah. like they would cheer, and then it would just be this kind of weird, like, oh, the song's starting, and. Um, yeah, there's just so many, so many good songs on this album. I, I did notice that they only have one kind of, you know, I could mention hardcore song, not mm-hmm. actually hardcore, but you know, and that's a uh, screw loose on the, yeah. on, uh, on Left Coast Live. So I thought that was interesting that out of, you know, all their albums, or at least most of their albums have, <clears throat> have some of those tracks. And so, um, yeah, lots of them, those just didn't make the cut this time around.
1: Yeah. And it happens. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I I th- this album I really enjoy going and putting this one on for all the reasons that you stated and and like I said it's also as close to an honest, you know, like greatest hits or best of MXPX album that's out there. Obviously, yeah. you have those like 10 years running and stuff like that. Um but I mean, there's that that was at the 10 year mark. They've been together for you know, twice that and then some, right? So it's like they've released a lot of stuff. So this is the closest you kind of get to it. Uh, So some of those songs that I think show up here that are are awesome to see on the live, like so um, Far Away, for instance, which I was kind of surprised when I was looking Mm -hmm. at it. I was like, okay, this is the only, I think, Plans Within Plans song on here. I could be wrong, but I was surprised that like Aces Up wasn't on here. Um, well
0: screw loose is from
1: is screw loose from oh yeah screw loose is from, from plans, plans within yeah. plans yeah the way how they put it after secret weapon because i often get uh we were talking with those two records how both of those albums start with two bangers right off the top so like, yeah um but yeah so that's right that's right so screw loose is but i'm still surprised that Ace's is up isn't on here
0: <laughs> yeah well there's so many yeah and you know i'm, I'm sure it's when at this point of doing a live album, like they're gonna pick the hits, and they only have so much room for for some of those deeper cuts, and that's probably one of my main complaints on this album. while, there is lots of good songs, you just mentioned all the hits, you know a lot of the hits you know are great they're hits because people like them, yeah, um, but there's definitely some songs on this album that like I don't love as much. And so that did kind of, you know, take a little bit away from, from the album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a great mix overall. You know, like I said, it's probably hard for them to pick, you know, the 22 songs or whatever when they have, you know, hundreds at this point to choose from. Right. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a, there was a few moments where it's like, okay, you know, like, quit my life. And uh, there was a few where it's like, uh, you know, it was the same when, when they played those songs when we saw them live. Like, yeah. they're fine songs, but that's kind of the point where it's like, oh, this isn't really my favorite MXPX. I'd rather just hear, like, yeah. I don't know, like just a, a a cool deep cut, just like a fast song. Or, yeah, I, I, I know they want to mix it up a bit, and you know, some people love those, so that's you cool can, too.
1: You can definitely tell on this record, I feel like, when they got into the encore, <laughs> like, because I'm, right. I'm pretty sure their encore always starts with Quit Your Life, right? Like, because he just comes out with the acoustic guitar, and yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, something interesting about this record, though, similar to at the show, is that. Uh, well, so at the show had the one version that didn't have KKK took my baby away on it, just like Left Coast Live has the digital streaming version, which doesn't have should I stay or should I go on it.
0: Oh, I missed
1: that. Yeah, which is funny because after they play Quit Your Life, they say they're, I forget exactly how, they say something though, like teeing up, should I stay or should I go? And then it goes into Chick Magnet on the digital stream because uh-huh. they delete Weird. that song. So it's just funny that they wouldn't cut it so that, like that little banter is at the beginning of that song, right? They just completely right. cut should I stay or should I go? And then so he's like talks about being like, Oh, we're gonna, you know, do our best rendition of the greatest band ever or whatever. Tom says I'm going to sing for you. So whatever it is, and then it goes into Chick Magnets. So it's like, what? It's a little weird, but it is what it is. You can definitely tell, like I said, when they get into their encore on this record versus on At The Show. Um, But yeah, Far Away is just this version I think is really good too. It's, I think, one of MXPX's best songs, like period. And this live version is like spot on with that. Heard that sound. It's I mean...
0: Man, you're picking all my songs. Well, I like it. That's
1: fine. It has to be the highlight <laughs> of the album, though, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, like, I love that, with uh, Five Iron Frenzy coming on and adding to it, which yeah. later was on, uh, I think it was on the Horns EP that they did through the Kickstarter. Yeah. But they yeah they did a whole EP with Five Iron Frenzy. So, yeah, it was, it was really cool to, yeah. to hear them on this song.
1: Yeah, and so, because I think this would have, yeah, like... Um, definitely before the horn EP, because was the horns zp done with uh the self-titled record like was it a kickstarter bonus for that yeah yeah
0: yeah i think yeah yeah
1: so but anyway um it's funny because it took me a while to realize because at the beginning of this song before they play the song mike's like you're you're awfully quiet and polite i want rude and loud where's that southern california attitude or whatever and then tom says hey she's a lady don't give attitude to her which mike then says yeah actually she'll probably give it back better than we can and then it took me forever to realize that they were actually talking about jeff the girl right there and then because like, yeah all of a sudden i had to click i was like oh wait this goes into her that sound now and then but when the horns come in on that song it's uh it's funny because like that song for me is kind of it's kind of a mediocre song, uh, like in general. I'm like, it's fine. Right. It's not one of my favorites. Like, it's catchy. I get it if people like it, but it's just sort of one of those ones where I'm like, ah, you know. It also c- comes from the era of MXPX where I was kind of least interested, um, and so to hear it and then add the horns. Yeah, it like, adds I, a punch. Yeah, I actually get chills almost every time. The the only thing that I kind of complain about is that they don't there's not enough horns on it like they don't utilize them enough Hmm. I feel but I don't know what else you do. They just play that lead riff basically right so right. But it is pretty great anyway. Um yeah. Secret Weapon was one that I really like the live version of this song as well. I feel like that's the song the song slams anyways and I just think like the live version kind of really drives that home. Um and then I, Cold and All Alone. This is one that I told you is like, oh, you got to ask when you interview Steve Kravac, you have to ask him about this. And then he oh. let me down. What? But they actually say at the beginning of this song, Mike says, this song goes out to Steve Kravac. We recorded this album with him. He went a little crazy while recording this album. We did too, but we're oh. back or whatever. And I'm like, what is he referring to there? Is it just like, you know, like Steve? Steve just got, like, hyper-focused on that album and was just, like, going nuts on it. Like, no, it's not good enough. we got to fine-tune it more and more and more, or what? Or if there was, like... I just, like, there's, like, this sort of um, mystery there that I'm like, what is he talking about? And we had the yeah. opportunity. Just well, I'm just
0: assuming just, I mean, Steve's the kind of producer just to kick Ben's butt, so it was probably just lots of, lots of back and forth and maybe, doing yeah. it again and maybe just, yeah, who knows? Yeah, because
1: if I remember from your interview steve said with this record um the band actually came in with their songs basically done like ready to go and and worked out but um so who knows but anyway i was that is interesting to me and then they do like a slew of songs all from life in general uh middle name my mom still cleans my room new york to nowhere and doing time the couple times i've seen them live now since this record i noticed they don't necessarily play them straight back to back on on here but the way they kind of tee it up it reminds me of the the couple times i've seen them since where they play this slew of songs like in the middle of their set where they just like hammer through them and doing time is one of them and i think new york to nowhere new york to nowhere is too for sure but where it's just like i have to make sure i'm in the pit for that part of the set oh yeah like last I time there. i saw them I was up front for the whole time. So I didn't really have a choice, but there was another time where I went with some friends and we kind of stood off to the side a little bit. And then I was like, sorry guys, hold my stuff. I got to go. And so I went down and got in the pit and uh, it was like through this set of songs. And it was just like with doing time being one of my favorites. I was like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) even as a grown man, I'm still here for this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those those are the ones you want to be right up front for, oh, that's man. for sure.
1: For sure. Did you have any other songs you wanted to kind of touch on or like live versions of some songs that you love?
0: Uh, well, I, I just wanted to kind of, so there's two, four, seven songs that are on both albums, right. and so I was curious if any of them stood out from the one, you know, so it was Chick Magnet, I'm Okay, You're Okay, Punk Rock Show, which closes out <laughs> both albums, yeah party my house be there tomorrow's another day cold and all alone and middle name right um yeah i just I, yeah i was i was listening through both i was trying to go back and forth and be like oh like does this one stand out more than the other i mean they've been playing these songs for another 15 years more and yeah um i don't know i mean those those are all great songs they they sounded good in 1998 and they sound great in 2015 and and so, yeah, it was cool going back because I don't know if, uh, like, if I'm trying to think of the face-to-face albums or if there's any other bands that have done more than one live album, like, how many songs do they repeat yeah. uh, or how many songs do they have worth repeating or that are, are that big? But
1: I think uh, on face-to-face, I think there's one song that's on both. I think Disconnected maybe is on both. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's one thing I actually really appreciate between those two live albums is they're basically entirely different. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, with uh, with this record, there is a lot of crossover. I d- and I don't know if I could pinpoint which ones I like more. I will say this. Like, with Chick Magnet, I don't remember on Left Coast Live if he does – maybe he does a little breakdown thing. Um, like the ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Like, he might do that. I can't right. remember. But, I mean, I I really remember that from um, from at the show. And then I'm okay, you're okay – I feel like now I have to think like on the, at the show version, like on um, left coast live, I feel like they play the cooties version of the song, like with the extended outro, like the instrumental uh, guitar. And maybe that's because now they have a second guitar player at this point. So they can do, cause I don't right. think they do it. I think they just do the slowly going the way the Buffalo, like normal, you know, yeah. way they were doing it at that time. But I feel like, I know when I've seen them live since, like the last couple of times, they play they play I'm Okay, You're Okay with like that extended instrumental outro sort of thing. So I'm, I'm thinking they did it on here. I just can't remember off the top of my head because uh, I didn't make a note of it. But um, I did mean to go and l- and listen to the songs back and forth, like the, the versions, and see which ones stood out. I was just assuming that all of the Left Coast Live ones were going to stand out because they were just going to sound cleaner.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and they do. I mean... Yeah, they're they're just. I mean, we've heard those songs so many times yeah. that it was even kind of hard to pinpoint like, yeah. what was which. So
1: yeah, like I in prep for this, at the show, the only way I listened to it was on vinyl. So going back and forth would have been a little bit annoying, <laughs> to like listen. Yeah, to. put
0: the needle there, yeah, not there. Hold on not there, and lift the needle because now I got to <laughs> listen
1: to it. On, yeah, exactly right. So um, yeah, because it's not
0: on at the shows. Not on the streaming. It's not on streaming
1: services. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It's I'm sure I didn't look for it on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube though, so I could have done it. Yeah, that it way. could be. But I mean, to kind of wrap it up, it was a fun little experiment though to listen to these two yeah, records. For sure. because you get to see the growth of that of this band. Which I mean, we've obviously heard it over the years on their records, right? But like to actually see performing wise, you know how they're doing, and it also feels a little bit weird because I feel like. We've seen so much of it lately um, in varying ways, whether like obviously the quarantine life and quarantine stuff was different because it's just him on acoustic, but we've seen some like, li- I feel like we've seen some live studio sort of, or like uh, not studio, but like practice space sort of stuff that they've released. Right. I- I'm trying to think if any of those have been like actually mixed and mastered, or if it's just been like camera- yeah, they usually camera sound mixed.
0: pretty uh, trashy.
1: Yeah, so I mean that's the one thing I'm looking forward to with this live stream stuff that they're going to do is obviously it's going to sound. As good I hope as it so. Can. I hope. Yeah, I hope it's not just like they- an iPhone on like a you know like a cell phone tripod just set up in the corner. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean like the cameras might be decent, but I feel like the sound is at least I've noticed like Yuri doesn't have like a sweet nice drum kit there yeah. like it's just as like practice kit, which maybe most people wouldn't notice but yeah. um yeah so i'll be interested if they do any more with the sound if i i, I think they will like like
1: if they're this is my thing um if they're selling tickets sort of for this like it's gonna be they're it's gonna it's gonna be more of a production than if they're just like hey look this is us playing responsibility in our jam space Right, like
0: yeah. See, I kind of took that from there. It's like, hey, come and basically get a you know bird's eye view from us yeah. playing through stuff in our jam space. Like I don't know yeah, how and, they would. And I mean,
1: maybe, but but I, but again, like I feel like like I don't think it's going to be. I didn't watch it, but I've seen clips. I think I saw one. They released one video, but it's not going to be a setup like the newfound glory self titled live stream where it was like a full stage show setup sort of thing. Yeah, but I feel like. And maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But I feel like they will at least like mic things up and get you know some kind of decent decent sound out of it. But who knows? There was also, I don't know if you caught it, if you saw the video, but there was a clip of what appears to be a new song playing at the end of it. Um, yeah, I
0: was wondering what that was. Just
1: kind of a live rough demo version, it sounded like. But anyway, we're getting off track because we're talking about At The Show and uh, Left Coast Live. But I guess we were talking about how just showing the, their kind of like growth as a band – um and it's also like i said it shows the quality of their library i think with left coast live and just how much more full it sounds and like that album is and it's interesting to see them at those different those different points um and i mean at the show is great because it's them basically at their peak or like right on the verge of their peak and it's so raw and still so good yeah like to think back and go, like, oh man, like this, that record came out, like, so that's 1999. So, like, we're talking, um, had. Now I'm curious.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds better than you would expect for for a live album from that time. Well, like, it still holds up pretty well, I find.
1: So, at that point, like, it was recorded almost a full year before Enema of the State came out. And that live album came out just a couple months after Enema of the State. So, we're like, we're talking that record came out at the show like as the pop punk thing was just getting started right yeah and so i mean they were obviously more raw with some of their songs and influences than like blink 182 and you know stuff like that but um it's just interesting to see like like that was like really at the kickstart of just like how big it would get it's so weird to think back on, like we were on the cusp, kind of of something there, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, kind we didn't even know it. No, it's kind of cool to look back on that. But, um, yeah, and I mean, Left Goes Live, they've tightened that up. They sound a lot, a lot cleaner. Like I said, and it features some of those great songs that weren't on at the show, plus some newer ones. It's, I don't know, it's kind of neat. But uh, yeah, I do no, have. No,
0: they, they both have a lot to offer.
1: I do have one question though. Out of all of this, still no move to Bremerton. <laughs> I it's was
0: just not on the cards, well, man. And it's done. funny because They're, I was they already moved there. There's nowhere uh, else yes, to go. Yeah, yeah.
1: And now Mike's like, move away from Bremerton. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, maybe it's too uh ironic now to sing that song.
1: Yeah, well it's funny because um for the longest time, I was convinced, I'm like, oh, they just don't play it live because I don't know. I don't think they played it live when I saw them on that tour with No Motive. Maybe they did. I feel like in my mind, I was disappointed that they didn't because it was one of my favorite songs, but maybe they did. But I know the last couple of times I've seen them, they've played it. So I'm like, well, no, it's obviously, you know, in their set list at times, but for yeah. whatever reason, it never, they've got two live albums and it didn't make it on either. So I yeah,
0: mean, it's too bad because that would have been a good sing along.
1: Right. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows, man? Anyway, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we do have a sweet interview coming up coming out pretty soon here. That's still MXPX related, uh, so stick around for that. It's 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 coming out real soon, I think, in a few days. Anyway, um, <laughs> go follow us on our social medias at Growing Punk Pod Twitter Instagram. You'll find us there. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on any and all of your favorite podcast apps, including YouTube. Where as we've mentioned earlier, you can now see us as we. As I wave, anyway. Well, there we go. Now Aaron's waving. Um, But yeah.
0: Quit your (laughs) life and
1: stay with me. (laughs) At Growing Punk Pod. We've also got merch. You got some t-shirts. You can find us riding a horse on a t-shirt together. Ooh, uh, sounds spicy. Or some other t-shirts. You can join our Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you bonus episodes, bonus content. All of that can be found at our website, growingpunkpod.com. Uh, And while you're there, sign up for our mailing list so you never miss another episode or review or video or, you know, we got all sorts of stuff coming out. So, yeah. And coming up on the show after the show, speaking of Patreon, bonus episode that we're about to record. If you want to hear it, go sign up. Five bucks a month. Uh, We're going to discuss some of our favorite live albums. We figured why not? We just did an episode on MXPX live albums. So why not dive into some of those other live albums that we've grown to love over the years? But... You gotta subscribe to Patreon at five bucks a month to get it. So uh, head on over, do that, and then uh, come come listen to our to us talk about our favorite live albums. Okay, with that though,
0: sounds good. Uh,
1: goodbye. Bye. My old lady put that together. We must have toured every concert hall and venue in America. Me, my old lady, and the road.